Hey beautiful souls, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of See You Next Tuesday. Today we get to hang with Taryn and Katie of Alaline Method Pilates. We originally had about 10 questions maybe we wanted to ask them, but the conversation totally flowed into a different direction. So check it out. Enjoy! My husband met at a stoplight and then he was late for their first date. My husband was late for our first date. And then he saw the anger, like, right there. <laughs> <laughs> there was no politeness. Because it, it was a movie. Like, yeah. I had to go in by myself and sit by myself. And he's brown. He's used to cream. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why I went down. worked out. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. We're, like, nurturing in, like, a very mean, yeah. aggressive way. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> and it don't fuck with me. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then if you do fuck with me, then it just totally flips over like, to the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, we talk fire. about, it's interesting about the difference with Taryn and I, when it comes, like, Taryn comes off, no, she, no, we both go to anger, but Taryn comes off colder to start, and then when you, when she lets you in, it's like ride or die, and then, whereas I'm, like, open arms at the beginning... She's like, let me make out with you right away. Right away. <laughs> and then... And if it, it works out. out. Yeah, and then... <laughs> I like will give. I give everybody Everything. the full opportunity to like. I like that. Um, you, uh, you start with the letter. You give them an A plus to start, and then it's up yeah. to them if they want to keep it or go down. Go down. And I'm like, but do you find yourself? I think I'm do you get more disappointed or like hurt or like? Because I feel like. I don't know if it's health. It's not. I don't know if it's healthy. I do get disappointed, but where it becomes unhealthy is <laughs> because be then like, I will just people won't see it coming, and then I just like cut. Yeah, because so so I used to be a lot like that, and then now I'm like. Somewhere in between. Yeah, mm-hmm. not quite cold cut. Like I'm like cold you. like that to start, and then I will also cut you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 she will. She'll cut. But it's like, I think it's once you let someone into your heart. It hurts. And then it yeah, really and then if they if they yeah, like if they have to mess it up. Yeah. And then they'll get the cut. And then like the and cut. then I have no problem oh, giving them the cut. Like oh, I didn't I, know. I was like I used to work at Lululemon, and so we did landmark and all that stuff too. And then me and my girlfriend, she was like a manager with me, so we have to give each other feedback and stuff. You know, going through landmark. And mine was she's like I don't really want to tell you because I don't want to get you upset. But I think you cut off people really quickly, and then it's like once you cut them off, you also there's no room for like letting them back. In. I can't. What I can't forget Sagittarius. I know, but it has to be really bad too. Right? Too, like, yeah. If they just but then I remember, the wrong and I can't. I'm not gonna cut them. I can't like, yeah. <laughs> I can't shed their stink. Like once it's on me, then I'm like, oh, like, I can't. For, it's forgiveness is hard for me. Mm-hmm. See, and I will let things go, and it's in the funniest part is it's usually something that's not that big of a deal where I'm like, that's it, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, but because but it's, it was probably like multiple, not yeah, that big of which a deal. Is, it's, and it's not necessarily, I'm past, I'm like conflict avoidant. So it's not necessarily fair for the person because I don't actually sometimes give them the opportunity. Yeah. I'll just, I'll be like, no, that wasn't okay. No, that's not okay. And sometimes I'll articulate it, but then mm. all of, they'll be like, oh, this is not a big deal. And all of a sudden I'm like, out. You're and done. They're cut. Mm-hmm. You're done. And I energetically cut. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm getting better about who I've let in my space. Mm-hmm. And then it's easier to communicate your boundaries. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, I think then it gets easier because it's not as, you're not falling, they're, they're not falling from grace. They're falling from like the second floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. So we'll kill them. Just injure break some bones. Break some bones. <laughs> she gave you the gift of awareness. Awareness. Yeah. It's a gift. Yeah. Because she could have cut me off. Yeah. And she even told and me. And create a like, story. Yeah. And she's like, some days I was 
angry at it and I was just like, oh, forget it. I'm just not even going to bother with it. She goes, but you've been my friend for so long. I want to let you know. Yeah. Because it's important. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, I was like because I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. Because, because, yeah, sometimes we just see things through our own lens. Like, we don't realize, like, the impact like, we have on other people's lives. Like, living life. And, yeah. 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 And I find I've had a couple of those scenarios where I've been called called for the, a similar type of situation mm. and my immediate reaction was like, Ugh. and then I was like, oh, and it's the gift, the gift of awareness of how sometimes we, and also the ability to release that person of the story they had created mm-hmm. about my absence. Mm-hmm. Cause there wasn't actually a story mm-hmm. yeah. and I still had had and continued to have deep affection for them mm-hmm. and wanted them in my life but we all just have so much capacity mm-hmm. and yes, when yes. like time is the most valuable currency was that what you were saying and anyway like in the same way and mm-hmm. there's this need and draw for everybody to be giving their time yeah and then it's like sometimes it's just important to have time for what the individual needs and that's mm-hmm. okay it's mm-hmm. like the dialogue of like being the center of your own world and being self-centered it's not necessarily a bad that you should be the center of your own world and then allow it to like expand as long as you're because it has to come from within first like you, this has to be nourished before you can go outward totally. but there's so much shame and guilt and discomfort with putting ourselves first first especially for women female yeah. gendered individuals who yeah. are in a role of caretaking yeah which totally. we are and then yeah. when you're a mom then it's like like you're not putting your kids first Right, like it's always that guilt or like that shame of like, well, what about your kids? Mm-hmm. What about your kids? Why aren't you spending time with your kids? Mm-hmm. Like, I need a fucking life too. <laughs> 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 like, it's like, why do my kids get everything? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I love them. <laughs> but it's also like yeah. changing the mold generationally because I think yeah. that's what our mothers did, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. their world was yeah. in a sense, unless they were like, like for them to have independence was trailblazing. For them to have jobs that took the majority of their time Mm -hmm. was trailblazing. So Mm -hmm. then on top of it, or a necessity and trailblazing, but on top of it, I think then you're now a new generation where they've broke the glass ceiling in some senses for you to work or have interests or, you know, also contribute to like the money in the household. And then on top of it, you're, having to manage like all these other aspects and realizing that like the role of a mother and caretaking like like dispersing that guilt I think is so ingrained Mm -hmm. but like um, understanding that it's it's an evolution of the role of the mother the wife yeah like you are a part of that evolution of that role so your daughters and your sons can understand what that guilt is and relinquish that that guilt in their generation mm-hmm. and you're almost breaking the glass ceiling in another way yeah yeah because mm-hmm. it is difficult for our generation because our generation i think is like that flip of it's not just the mom that's taking care of the dad or the kids now like both parents are now quite heavily involved in mm-hmm. our generation <laughs> I, no, I, I just, well, like, this generation, this generation is a shift, where it's normal for the other parent to be just as involved. It's not uncommon mm-hmm. anymore, right? It's kind of special. Some, some of us may not have, <laughs> some of us do, but, like, 
you know, like mm-hmm. where it's not babysitting. Yeah. Like they're not babysitting. They're, they're not being a parent, being a great dad. Like they're yeah. just doing their part. Yeah. Or it's it's that oh, dialogue of like, thing I oh, hear. oh, like. Oh my so gosh, involved. you're so lucky. He's so involved. And yes. I was like, lucky? Yeah. Like, like my eyes roll back into my head. Yeah, it should, be, it should be a standard. He made them too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, there's like this interesting shift going there based mm-hmm. on the dialogue we're having before mm-hmm. for the father role in that this is even a stronger generation of the splitting of homes being directed by the female. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that I have that empathy and compassion mm-hmm. for the male role figure, father figure, quotation marks there, because that mm-hmm. can be a number of different genders yeah. in that, yeah. that role, or they're, we're just going to stick with that. Mm-hmm. Um, in that they, they, oh, where do I say this? It's like, what is, they were raised to believe like, I am this archetype in this home and my job is to provide and that's all I have to do. And then when that gets blown up, it's just like they get, again, like we were talking about lost and yeah. like blown apart yeah. and they don't know what to do. And then there's the spiral yeah. because they aren't given the tools. Mm-hmm. And and I think also if we go in from like, we're four women sitting in a room together talking about this. <laughs> they don't necessarily have, have that, that level of support. No, they do not. So yeah. they don't get to sit in a room with people with a similar experience yeah. and talk it out and work it through and, yeah. and without it showing as being weak. Yeah. So it's like creating now, I think, the evolution for mm-hmm. our sons and our daughters mm-hmm. and our, our children that everybody and every human regardless of gender identification sex sexual orientation should have access to the ability to have support in whatever their experience is so that everybody comes to the table with an equal with equal weight and knowledge and experience Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be gender identified based on an archetype and a role yeah did that make any sense or did it kind of okay Yes. Well, yeah. said it. Mm-hmm. Nice. well, it it I think it's I grew up with two brothers like in my household for most of the time and then a half brother who's younger who and watching he's he's ten years, fifteen years younger than I am, and then watching him compared to even like mm-hmm. my own brothers and like his evolution and how he has a vocabulary of emotional expression that is like so beyond what I grew up with. And I think a part of it is because he had access to a very emotionally expressive mother. Mm-hmm. I was really always emotionally expressive to him. I was closest to his age. But my and but then I had these two brothers who were very much the male archetype of like of that they were really great athletes, really intelligent, a certain um, aesthetic and and I found myself feeling like that was what I was supposed to be drawn to. Mm-hmm. Like that was the expectation of what I was supposed to live my life with. Mm-hmm. And falling naturally into these roles. And then watching everybody's kind of get blown up. Like my yeah. one brother yeah. is, his wife is the breadwinner. I can say that because he wouldn't care. He's very proud of her and very <laughs> proud of it. Yeah. And I'm watching him take on this beautiful role of this really, really... Um, interactive father with his with his kids and he let's say I'm gonna say this 
in the most delicate way. Like he is more of the quote unquote mother archetype mm-hmm. and he's flourishing in it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Which is super cool to watch him go from this very like masculine mm-hmm. male archetype into that role. Mm-hmm. And he has the access to it. It's really, it's beautiful. It's great for I grew up with kids. a dad like that. Yeah. I, I just did from you. your Instagram post. My dad is the coolest, but <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. But I grew up with a father. My mother was the breadwinner and my dad was an, uh, had his own business and he knew that he could be more flexible. My mom was thriving in her business. And mm-hmm. as a young Indian woman in finance, like, at her generation is hard to do yeah Yeah. um and then on top of it like he was so he knew how important it was to have that relationship with your kids and so Mm -hmm. he took on that so i think i am of that generation i was talking about where you see a flip in the in the role and then i look at it like i expect more from my husband because of Uh, because of it yeah i expect more from him yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a gift and i expect more, where I had a very different relationship with my mother than most mm. people do, mm. right? And so, and I saw my mother doing everything. Mm. So she still had to have what maybe many of you have, which is getting up at 4.30 in the morning, making the lunches, doing that, having breakfast for my dad, then going and working a whole day, having dinner for every person in the house, right? Yes. And then, and my dad getting the opportunity to have that time. And I know my sister was born... 15 years after me and my mom took when my sister was born oh. I saw my mom shift because she saw we were teenagers and the difference of her relationship to mine yeah and my, myself and her and my, my brother and her and what we had with my dad and it wow. made her shift and she shifted her whole career she's still thriving but took a huge step back wow. and my sister has this like unique balance of mm-hmm. like both parents in this different way than my brother and I did and it's so interesting because my dad still had his role but my mom just shifted her role so she it was just an interesting way of looking at uh, parenting and then how my expectations of my husband have shifted so much to like what do I um, value do I value like someone who is like you know, provide just provides, yeah. or do I value someone who um, gives me more than that? Yeah, yeah. And then what is that? And so for me, in that way, and then my role in the relationship, I feel like I am so much my mother. It's like scary. Mm, yeah. wow. It's so interesting. Yeah. This, it word that came up, and correct me if it, I'm mm-hmm. wrong. A word that immediately because we finish each other's sentences. <laughs> when it. you said I don't, I don't. Do I want someone that provides or participates? Yeah, it, it felt like because you two very much. I watch you, and you participate in each other's presence. Like yeah. there's not like no one person. There's a lot of give and take. Yeah, and it's I don't know. And then it just the, listening to your parents' story is just like brave. Like it's just so brave to step out of. It's very different for yeah. that day yeah, for and age. Yeah, for our parents' generation. For an Indian. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Yeah. It's exactly. such a shift. It's, it's such yeah, a shift. But it's so beautiful to see. It, it. And it was yeah, like a right unique... Here. Like, there's a lot of things that were very traditional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> it, was, it was just... But it was that, that was really uh, a unique gift. Yeah. It was a gift. I think it's interesting to that how you said that the difference of your mother's relationship with your youngest sister versus your relationship with mm-hmm. your mother. Because me and my sister now, in our age, we notice that there is a very different relationship that she has with our mom and that I have with our mom. Yeah. Like, in her eyes, and maybe it's because she's the oldest, 
but they were, it was very oh. like cutthroat, like do this, you need to, mm -hmm. the responsibility was very much put on her. Whereas how my mom dealt with so many things in, our, in my teenage years and like my relationships and everything, my mom was like so loving. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, mom did that to you? Mom would say that to you? And I was like, God, she would never tell me yeah. that. Well, you have a brother too. Yeah. And where was he in? Oh, he was just like. Is the, he like the middle In my eyes, the spoiled. No, he's the youngest. Oh. Youngest and a boy. And a boy. He's like yeah, the yeah. golden. And yeah. he still is. He's the golden, golden child. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like, they'll love him no matter what he does. <laughs> yeah. And my God, like, he's fucked up so many times. <laughs> and they're still like, oh. Yeah, yeah, he's the baby. <laughs> yeah, the baby, the baby, the baby boy. boy. Baby boy. <laughs> but it's all like, and I feel like, as for me as a mom, because I started so young, my relationship with my oldest daughter versus my youngest daughter, as a mother myself, like, I am very different. Like, I'm not, I had no clue what I was doing. I had no clue what postpartum was mm -hmm. back then, because it wasn't, in 2006, no one was talking about it. Mm -hmm. So I had no Mental clue. health was Yeah, even in 2011, yeah. when I had my second, I had... No idea. And then when me and my husband talk about it, I cannot remember the first, really, most of the first year of my second daughter's life. And he's like, I think you were like depressed. And I was like, I don't remember it because in my head, I was so happy. Mm. But I'm like, why can't I remember anything yeah. that went on, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, there was definitely something going on. And we talk about it now. Mm. And it's like, I just blocked that memory and it's so crazy now because the third one I'm so hyper aware of my emotions and my feelings or where I am in my state where back then no, we there was no resources there was no one talking about mm -hmm. it you know like mm -hmm. so it's interesting to see what this five-year-old will be when she's yeah. in high school and my relationship with her versus my 15 year old now who <laughs> we're fighting over the same pair of shoes today <laughs> like i want to wear those shoes i already told you i was wearing them. like this was our argument <laughs> but i would say even in 2014 like the shift between 2014 and then our five-year-olds are the same yeah yeah, right? yeah they're gonna be going to school together yeah um probably the same class and that's so cool yeah. because there's that's awesome. only 12 kids registered yeah it, oh really? What that's what I heard. That's what the principal had said at the last pack meeting. So she was like, only maybe more have registered since, but at the time, what well, was pre-registration too? Oh, that's true. That's, that's it was pre-registration. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it was from 2014. My experience in from mental, emotional, physical um, empowerment from the birth of my first child in 2014 to 2017, night and day difference. Yeah. And in those three years, mm -hmm. I mean, I also fought and had the privilege and honor of just the right, beautiful, epic souls stepping into my life at that time mm -hmm. that gave me awareness of options and different avenues. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I remember when it came to, cause I was diagnosed with perinatal and then postpartum depression with Ava, mm -hmm. um, which was, I always make sure when I talk about this, in case she ever listens in the future, which was an absolute gift that she gave me that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. because I never want her to think that she put me through any suffering because yeah. it was one of the greatest gifts. Yeah. Um, it. I had to still, like, I called my midwives and I was like, I am noticing a shift. Mm -hmm. I have done some work and I'm feeling like I can't use my tools to flip out. And I will say that I will be forever grateful that they met me in that. Mm -hmm. And they, but they even said that they were lucky that they had a benchmark yeah. to go off of because I didn't experience that with Chloe. Mm -hmm. So 
they had a benchmark to compare so they knew these certain things right but that was like it had to be started by myself and then I was lucky because I had a girlfriend who had experienced it and fought and I mm-hmm. called her and I'm like this is how I'm feeling this is what I'm experiencing mm-hmm. and she sat with me wow. and helped me verbalize and self almost self-diagnose mm-hmm. but but that like and then you know then there became the poor woman who took her own life um, yeah, right around mm-hmm. that time. So there was a hyper acute awareness mm-hmm. of like, okay, we yeah. need to be now more on top of this. Mm-hmm. And um, I think here, that, that was the most defining moment of people being aware, like yeah. hyper aware of postpartum depression. Yeah. And our youngest were already born. By yeah. Then. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had to give up her life. That that mm-hmm. for yeah. so I'm many like, other yeah. humans to Could, be seen. Yeah, and to I be agree. heard and like, and that was the gift she gave the world yeah like her, I know. that's her exactly her how loves. i feel about yeah. that situation is yeah. that like because of her now everyone is so much more aware of mm-hmm. postpartum yeah. depression and, and that it exists and that it is an actual thing that we need to you know put set aside time for set aside mm-hmm. funds for set mm-hmm. aside you know mm-hmm. like have it available help help available mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. for moms because it's it's so and not much, just yeah. after initially it's it stays as as I, I would say five years yeah. it's yeah. going yeah. to and maybe yeah. even for like it's a going lifetime. to come a lifetime yeah. it's going to yeah. come in and out of your life and mm-hmm. once you've experienced that postpartum or even without children that deep sadness or yeah. and you you, you can't loss and you can't give yourself the tools to get out the fear of going back there lives with you mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so I think yes. sometimes we yes. think well yeah sh- you know mom had that and now she's good and you know she's off the medication mm-hmm. and and look it's, yeah and i think we have to realize that like for your lifetime your body has is a new body yeah your mind is a new mind your yeah. spirit your soul is different mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. along with that is also you've been through this journey that is imprinted physically mm-hmm. you know spiritually within you mm-hmm. and i think um we sometimes tend to to want to check the box mm-hmm. and we're like, done yeah, yeah whether yeah, it's for ourselves or for others right so i can move on <laughs> yeah. finish that yeah, yeah. yeah. Lesson. yeah. lesson's learned yeah. like, we don't need to go back yeah. <laughs> and it's just like maybe we need that for ourselves but then as as people supporting the humans in our life that are have gone through that is holding space that it may come and go yeah and it may resurface in a way that's different but mm-hmm. to understand that that's what this human has gone through mm-hmm. and and just to have that because I think sometimes we forget and I have m- mothers who come in or or you know parents who come in I should say mm-hmm. that have gone through this and then it's been a while yeah and it's still mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah so just honoring that I think and important. I think that's why Taryn and I really have made like trauma-informed movement and like mm-hmm. such an imperative part of our practice Mm -hmm. because trauma is experienced by every human being and there is no compare like you don't compare it to anybody else's trauma everyone is everyone's trauma is valid and theirs and unique to the individual but what we've experienced is how it really the body it's it's present in the body Mm -hmm. but there is with all of the new science and all of the new information it doesn't have to it, it will always be a part of the story, but it doesn't have to dictate the actions of the future. Mm-hmm. So it's like movement allows people to be in the here and the now. And for us to be able to titrate and move between these experiences that mimic 
that uncomfortable, that mimic that possible movement in towards a similar scenario that would trigger a trauma. Mm -hmm. But what movement allows is someone to move in and out of that in a range that feels comfortable and bearable for them. So that then they can create a new, a new experience, a new mm -hmm. ending to the mm -hmm. same story because it's like that quote, the issues are in the tissues, like mm -hmm. the body holds the score, like yeah. the, the, we try in this generation, in this society, everything is about the brain, but the brain has been taught to override the natural ability for the body to heal us, our nervous systems to heal us. Mm -hmm. And so when we can, in movement, we can like sometimes take the brain out and let the body do what it's designed to do so that it can create a new story. So then we can create greater capacity and resiliency for the shit storm that's gonna hit. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna hit, but then, so when the body feels that similar situation that feels mm -hmm. so similar mm -hmm. to when I was mm -hmm. going down the hill, oh no, here it is, oh, here it is, here it is. Okay, can I breathe into this space? What breath allows me to not go down that hole? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or just maybe touch down into the hole, see what's going on there, but then know I have the tools to be able to move through, or know, okay, my tools aren't working, my practice isn't working, so then who do I need to go to? And then we get to see it in movement because when someone's wow. breath becomes too much, when the shaking becomes mm -hmm. too much, mm -hmm. when they are out of their ability to resource, to keep going, then we can give them space and we can bring them back to themselves. Mm -hmm. And then and it gives these acts of triumphs, these moments of triumph so that it can change. And I think that's why we both, we see it day in and day out wow. every time, whether someone says it, that the body says so much My more friend. than yeah. the brain can compute. And so when we created that online platform, like that was a huge mm -hmm. thing is how do we now translate this very personal experience yeah. that we have the honor to have people in here to, to move to now being virtual, but still honoring that, that where movement, I said it today in my class, I taught a strength, which is very, uh, is, is a huge stressor on the body mm -hmm. and the mind. And, and so I said, you know, just the practice of more taking an honoring of where your body is versus, versus a punishing of where your body mm -hmm. is. And, mm -hmm. and Katie like speaks to this a lot of, you know, the idea that often we look at movement as in our own stories, so I can only speak for her and I, but mm -hmm. it is punishment. Mm -hmm. As like we, our history with it was like, I'm gonna go to that class, I'm gonna run till I puke, or I'm gonna yeah. lift weights till I can't move my body tomorrow. Yeah. And the, the, there's no down regulation mm -hmm. of my nervous system. So I came in hot, I left hot, and I'm mm -hmm. staying hot, and my life mm -hmm. is hot. And now I have nowhere yeah. to set in tune and just honor. And, and there's a time for the hot and the spicy. It's just like giving your body the time sex, to regulate. Sex is a good time. To be And burns calories. <laughs> Understanding the idea of us understanding that we don't we can't create them all the I don't like to, it's the word safety might be difficult container container for people mm -hmm. when they're in their, at their home as we can here but how can we create a journey for them mm -hmm. that creates that container for mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. so that was really important for us through the stories that yeah. we're talking about yeah, yeah. and I think again because Taryn and I there's there's different ways that people go but Taryn and I are like Taryn said similar. And what happens is like we're on that 
I think our society celebrates the go, 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 mm-hmm. go, yes. go, yeah. type A, like yeah. get shit done, yes. boom. Yeah. And so, but what happens is that's actually the nervous system going into fight or flight. We are like, we're yes. avoiding and we're pushing and we're pushing and we're pushing. But what happens is finally the body will give out. Yeah. And then you go into depletion and then you hit this rock bottom and then we're, you get addicted to the climb, get addicted to that, like, let's get stuff going, go, 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 go. Yeah, I think and, there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what happens is the, please she, join us. Welcome to us. It will be here, located on the bottom of the screen. Yes, yes. Please, 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 do do do. One of the biggest experiences that was like mind blowing to me was learning about, you know, our our industry got addicted to the big mm. experience, the big blowout, like bust open the tears. And I used to do that. I remember I, it was hugely mind blowing or like eye opening for me when someone says, "Katie, just do your thing, make people cry." And I'm like, "Huh? Oh, yeah. oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to." make people cry oh, wow. and what I realized is in that time and I had the gift of another really beautiful human who I love so much who said to me I asked for feedback on one of the classes she said sometimes I feel I come in feeling okay and I feel like you want me to find what's wrong with me oh, and sometimes I don't mm-hmm. I, there's nothing there and yeah. I was like thank you yeah wow. and it was because I was in a journey of pain wow. and so in them I was moving through my own practice but I was forcing, people were connecting to my pain. Wow. And then finding their own pain. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's the human experience is connection. But I realized I wanted to create a space that celebrated the journey of healing, mm. not staying in the pain. And what, our, what I was noticing as being a habitual pattern in this movement world of making people cry and having these big mm-hmm. explosive experiences is we were not creating the container mm-hmm. for then it to be held. Mm-hmm. To have that big emotional experience come back into a space where someone could leave the room and not be blown open. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mm-hmm. be grounded. Yeah, and to be like, mm-hmm. and to be held and to be seen and to be heard and to not sit in there in whatever, whether it was anger, irritation, and anxiousness. Yes, you wanna feel those emotions. They're very, very important emotions they have value they're necessary in life but by getting people to constantly go there and stay there and get and stuck not, there yeah, and then yeah. be like and one of the experiences that was dialogue to me it wasn't us as instructors it wasn't our platform it was a different space but they were boxing and the instructor was like now go this is the final round I want you to think that bag is the face of the people who ever doubted you blah blah blah, blah. and then they were punching 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 to tears to like emotion to fear but like all of the rage and then it ended they're like okay cool good have a good day I feel like and then you're like you. then because now you're out hot yeah and and, and emotion yeah and, yeah. and this big vulnerability yeah. like this no nothing that closes so yeah for me guys mm-hmm. yeah so then it brought yeah, them into the yeah. world where every experience after that was hot and raw and unbearable. Yeah, they couldn't yeah. come in in a space where they wow. felt they had the capacity to be there. And it's like, oh, I got shivers. This is why we do this. Yeah. Mm. To, re, to know that like you can take yourself to the edge 
you can expand the edge, but then how, what is the mechanism that you can bring yourself back mm -hmm. so that we're not feeding shame, we're not feeding yeah. fear, we're not feeding guilt because or this anger. is, yeah. yeah, and my personal experience yeah. is, is, sorry, I'm talking a lot, but it was like, I would get into these, finally I would express a boundary or I would mm -hmm. blow open and I would feel anger, which I wasn't allowed to feel. And then because I didn't know that that was okay, then I would recoil and then apologize. And then it was the shame, the shame, instead of being like, no, this was my boundary violation. I'm grounded in my response of how I'm handling the situation. If you are not in the capacity to handle it, that's not my responsibility. Yeah. So then it's like, it's actually a healthy movement through yes. the emotion of anger and pain. Mm -hmm. And so that's what movement can create. Can these big emotional, like energetic feelings of sensation, of fire, of calm, mm -hmm. of, of like rest, of digest, of then bringing it back up so that you can activate and move when you need to and then have it be a beautiful dance in those spaces. I think sometimes I, I, I love that aha moment you said, uh, Barb, because I think what happens is people come onto the Adeline platform and they're like, mm -hmm. this is nice, I got to breathe, I did a little bit of Pilates, great, this was like my yoga day. You know, and then when you understand the method behind the madness, yeah. and you actually, when we say feel your hands on the earth, you're like, oh, they want me to feel my hands, and now your tricep lights up, and your bicep lights up, and your back line lights up, versus just floating yeah. on the earth thinking it's a, supposed to be a softer, lighter workout. It is whatever the journey that you want to take that day. Mm -hmm. So if you need fire, create a little more fire but it's creating that container for you yeah. to push when you need, to pull back when you need, to honor, mm -hmm. and, and to create that boundary when you need it, bust through it and come back. Mm -hmm. And like that is something that I think we've, even as, in, as business owners, had a, have a very hard time create, how do we create this dialogue yeah. to let people yeah. know this is why we do it. Yeah. And this is the, it's, it's pretty and it looks nice and it makes you want to come in and it smells like incense and it's wonderful. <laughs> but, but like, this is why we do it. And yeah. I was talking to my husband because one of, mm -hmm. I had, um, uh, a member come in who was at my old gym space, which was very loud, which was overbearing, which was the fire, the fight, which has a place. I love going there and yeah, working yeah. out. Oh, yeah. It's fun. And 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 it's necessary. Came in here and was like, this is such a sanctuary mm -hmm. for my senses. And I was like, oh, it made my heart like flutter because it's exactly what we want. Yeah. We want a space where you can come in and your, your senses, your nervous system, are open to experiencing what you need them to experience in that moment. And the felt sense to know every day is different. Yes. I love that so mm -hmm. much. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I love Aline, and I did take it as a Pilates class. Mm -hmm. But then now that we've had this conversation to talk about like the reason behind everything and what it's connected to and the passion, it, it's, it's so much more. You know what's interesting is Katie and I were talking about how people think when we come in front of a camera, we are extroverts because we like to be in front of a camera oh, in front of a group. Yeah, we are introverts. <laughs> so this is work. Like us stacking our day, we're both going to go home today. Like, <laughs> you know, like, because, and I think this is the challenge for us is we love our craft. We love mm, seeing our humans awesome. in here. Yeah. But to communicate 
are, is something we're working on. So yeah. like for you to say this makes me so happy because it's like that. this is our missing moment. This is yeah. what we need to tell people yeah. and hopefully help people realize that like movement can be so much more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is one of the deepest healing mechanisms. I totally believe that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's interesting because I think if you go back to some of our early experiences, it's like we were trained in the classroom, we were trained in like, just sit down, be still, listen to me. Yeah. yeah. Don't move. Yeah. And and that's actually not what our natural animalistic inclination to do is. Yeah. It's like, are you going to be able to observe what's occurring around you in your space to the best of your capacity if you're forced into stillness? Some bodies, yes, but not all bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honoring the space that
just interesting. Yeah, it's weird that we like we met and it was like the boom. Oh, I yeah. was thinking about it. meant to be. Yeah. Oh, meant yeah. to be. A hundred percent. And we were also very the universe is like okay it's the right time yeah yeah you guys can meet now because things are aligned now yeah yeah and i made the funniest reference because we are both like definitely have adhd i've been di- i've been diagnosed i just self-diagnosed we diagnosed her um, but they, and we are like literally we never complete a sentence when we're in the same room but we complete each other's sentences yeah. and yeah, she's like you know i sometimes feel like you two are hints in a, in a hurricane. <laughs> and every once in a while, I just come in and I put my hand in and go, so... oh, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> There's the thing we're going to put it That's it. That's, That's it. what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, cool. That was Anna. Because <laughs> <laughs> now she's, she's the one who's been like, you have to do more of these things where you talk oh about your God. movement and you talk yeah. about it. So she's been really helping us. That's Like, awesome. step out of just, like, our safe little bubble. Yeah. Our, mm-hmm. Even if you say it's too safe, it's still so awesome. Like, your IG lives, your videos. Yeah. Even though you say you're not extroverted. I mean, I get what you mean. But, but we just like, are like it's awesome. It's so fun, <laughs> and we're comfortable yeah. with each other. Yeah, mm, and like that's another that, that is made up. That's like you too. Like yeah. you know when you watch yeah. the two yeah. of you chat yeah. and banter yeah. and like yeah. create yeah. things. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't known each other that long either. Yeah, I just met you not that long ago. But you know, know. during COVID. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. don't you know you like land into a room with someone you're like, oh. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. be friends with you later. Yeah, and then yeah. the inappropriate yeah, totally. humor and everything. Yeah. Oh, yes, she gets it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the look across the room. You were like, "Hey, do not like... put this on the court. You have to not be there." But I was like, "That's what I came up to in the thing." And she's like, "So how was your weekend?" And she's like, "Oh, she's like, oh, my weekend was like heavy." And I was like, "Yeah." It was really nice. Got, got to get away. Blah blah blah. I was like, yeah, we had great dates, dinner. You know, and I had so much sex. My vagina. That is a lot of sex. walked in and Chris was like, holy fuck, oh shit, oh fuck, fuck, and he just ran out of the church. And I was like, he's like, I'm gonna, I, how did I not set on fire? And I was dying and came back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes, that's the like, nuns are pretty from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that guy. That guy is so Especially if you grew up like Catholic or I grew up super Sikh. Like, oh my god, you were yeah. ripping your nose apart. Guys, thank you so much. Thank, thank you for having us. That was awesome. That was so fun. Actually, that was the perfect interlude into both of us going into our lives. Like we just talked. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. We, were, we were like not, we were like, are we doing this today? What are we doing? How are we doing? So I'm not even prepared. I was like, do you want to just do it? And I'll just so be your backup dancer. She's like, oh. <laughs> 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 I was like, no, absolutely not. It's so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. We need together and what you've created mm-hmm. and everybody you bring around is awesome. Yeah, I love it. Oh, and it's organic. Yeah. Like, yes. every oh, part of the yeah. House of Alleluin has been organic. It's so like, amazing. Like, it just progressed. Like, even how we met Jeffrey, who started our filming, who was, like, literally, like, the he was the perfect male energy that we mm. needed in the space to, like, and then, you know, there's... Like Megan, then Christy, and then Anna, and like mm-hmm. everybody that like everybody who's come in, Sam and Ash, and like the whole team. It's just like a natural. We got Chantel coming so in, awesome. Alexi joining, Volt. Oh, holy cow! You've grown so much yeah. in like two, two years. 
two years. Yeah. Volt is I like. I keep the, reminding people because sometimes they come in and they're like, like our people are like PR or this or that, and they'll be like, yes, yeah, so you guys need to do this and you need to do this, and I said, stop. We've only been alive for a year. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, like a year and a half, really. Like yeah. I would say, like 2020 so wasn't. Amazing. What was like just like us like being like we have an idea to like make it easier for our clients to move right mm. during the pandemic and then it just trickled yeah mm. and kept moving it's so it's just meant to be okay we're still on I realize I kept looking fast and staring straight <laughs> no don't worry <laughs> you better be gonna edit cut yeah okay. and that's a wrap on today's episode hope you enjoyed hanging with Taryn and Katie as much as we did. They are truly amazing souls, and we hope you get to check them out live and in person at one of their events, one of their classes, or maybe we're going to be collabing again soon in the near future for one of our retreats. For now, you can check them out at alalinemethod.com. That's A-L-A-L-I-G-N-E method, M-E-T-H-O-D.com. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next Tuesday.